And now, the Blaze Radio Network presents 40 Acres and a Fool. Here's your host, Cam Edwards. Greetings from the near frontier. Thanks for tuning in to another edition of 40 Acres and a Fool here on Blaze Podcast Network. I am Cam Edwards. I am joined by the lovely and talented... Slightly schnockered? No, it was burpy. No? Oh. Give me a break. <laughs> I had a beer earlier. That's why I stopped drinking beer, because they make me really burpy. I'm, I'm, I will uh, confess, I am uh, ever the slightest so schnockered at the moment, because I'm now old enough that I can injure myself in my sleep. Yeah. And I uh, woke up this morning, having gone to bed feeling fine, uh, and woke up feeling like a diesel truck had smacked into my my groin of all things uh so i've been limping around all day so yeah i had a little bit of a painkiller in the form of a, a bourbon earlier and now i'm drinking a delicious my favorite beer that you can only get this time of year and i usually drink enough of it that i'm sick of it by the time christmas is over but it is uh, it's this pennsylvania brewery called trogues which is uh, in Hershey, Pennsylvania. Yep, you've been there. Uh, right? I have been there several times. Uh, yes, one of my one of my holiday traditions is to drive up to Hershey, and I go to Hershey World, and I get Christmas candy for everybody, and then I go to the Trogues Brewery and I stock up on Mad Elf Ale, which is an ale brewed with honey and cherries. And it is delicious. And it is only available for Christmas. And I was really surprised that they had it at our local food line. I am shocked that they had it at our, at our local food line because for the longest time, you really couldn't get it outside of Pennsylvania. The first time I had it was up in Harrisburg. Uh, I had gone up there for the Great American Outdoor Show. Oh, yeah. Which is in early February. And we were at a bar. And... Uh, one of the guys who was with us, uh, Kyle, who was our technical director here in Farmville, was from the uh, Harrisburg, Lancaster area. And he just happened to ask the waitress, do you have any? And she said, yeah, we got a couple left. And he's like, oh. And he said, you got to try it. And so I tried it and I was hooked, but I couldn't find it in Virginia for like three years. Yeah. And then I found it at a Wegmans yeah. uh, outside of Richmond. But now in our little tiny town... Food well, line has it. Ever since they did the whole remodel mm -hmm. and they put it all where there was a liquor store section, mm -hmm. you know, they have like, because they had the beer in the in the cooler area, but they had the wine over near the produce. They rearranged everything and they have like a little area. Well, they have one shelf that's all just really cool craft beers and stuff. A lot of them are yeah. from local breweries, but this just happened to be right on the shelf next to And I had seen another um, uh, uh, beer from Trogues, uh, Trogan, Troganator. I'm sorry. I interrupted you. Mm -hmm. You saw that at Wegmans, but I was just saying. No, no, no. Troganator was at, was at Food Line Oh, here. was it? Yeah, but that's the only uh, brand of Trogues that they've had. Oh, okay. Well, you're you know, you're know welcome. I got um, Thank you. a Sam Annual, <laughs> Samuel Adams Holiday Lager. And it's supposed to be like a Bach brewed with spices. I liked it. It's not, um, uh, I didn't get too much spice, mm -hmm. it, but it's nice because it's not too terribly sweet either. Right. To me, I, you know, I don't know, beer. It's like a Killian's. It was kind of like a red ale to me. It's funny. We're not really into beer. And by the way, we are going to talk about Thanksgiving since we're recording this as a pre-Thanksgiving uh, podcast. But two days, two days. As we're sitting here, yes. But as you're listening, you might be listening while you're eating dirt. Excuse me, while you're eating turkey. <clears throat> oh, I hope not. Oh, see, I can't drink beer while I do a podcast. I'm yeah. going to get hiccups. Um, but speaking of beer, 
we went to the coolest place in Richmond this past weekend. We did. Um, we forced the twins to get out and experience culture because uh, you wanted to see the Edward Hopper exhibit at the Virginia Museum of Fine Arts in Richmond. Yes. And we are family members, so the special exhibits, if you, the whole museum is free. You have to pay for parking and you have to pay for special exhibits. But if you buy a family membership, parking is free and so are the family so, so the special, special exhibit exhibits, yeah. tickets. So a special exhibit ticket was $16 per adult. Parking was 6 bucks. There's your family admission right there. I mean, just buy the yearly manual mm-hmm. and it pays for every special exhibit you want to see. We saw the Terracotta Warriors there. We've been to most of the special seen, exhibits because yeah. they, they, do a, they do a really good job. Yeah. And so the Edward Hopper exhibit, I love Edward Hopper, one of my favorite painters, was, favorite American painters. But it was it was, it was all about his, uh, his American hotel and hospitality series, sort of. Yeah, because this was one of his recurring themes, but also starting out uh, very early in the 1920s, he worked f- as an artist for... I think it was called Modern Hotel yeah, like a magazine travel. or something. It was, like it was, it was a, a trade magazine industry. Yeah. For, yeah, it was a trade industry magazine for the hotel. It was even had like little photographs of that, like rug placement and the borders so that it, to <laughs> right. help people, how it actually helps people to navigate around where they do the colored mm-hmm. borders, but then how you place the furniture on the rug. I Yeah, it was pretty cool. That was one of the pictures of the exhibit too. Yeah. So the exhibit was really interesting. It, it was. I know that he's not one of your favorite painters, but... Uh, no, but they did a really cool job with the... With the whole exhibit, they did because you felt like you were in some instances. You really felt like you were in the painting. In the painting itself, yeah. Or in another, it was like you were. It was like the painting was now three D through an opening in a wall. Mm-hmm. I got in trouble <laughs> every bleeping time we go to this museum. I get in trouble. I did not see the paint tape. I didn't see the tape on the floor. I didn't see that you were not so. I didn't see it, and I just kind of was trying to peek in the opening because I wanted to see how they did the light because I couldn't tell whether it was just a matter of light or it was also paint with light Mm -hmm. because of how they made it look like a painting. It was so cool. Yeah, it really was. But yeah, I got in trouble because I stepped past the black tape line. At least you didn't touch anything. I didn't touch anything. So that's good. No, I didn't touch anything. I kept my hands totally to myself (laughs) the whole time. Even when I reached out, I like reached out and you can't see this, but I'm not reaching out. I'm like, I'm keeping my arm like really close to my body. I'm like pointing with my fingers. The only thing I was willing to be 3D off of my body because I got in touch with trouble for touching something. Yeah, and we didn't have a lot of time to spend uh, outside of the Hopper exhibit, maybe another hour. But the Virginia Museum of Fine Arts is a really, really great art museum. And yeah. it's and particularly for, you know, the size of the city that Richmond is. Um, and it's, it's and big. It's, it's multi. It has a whole bunch of different things for different people. Exactly. So I like the stuff. I like the old furniture. I like the antiquities from like Egypt and the Roman jewelry and the and the you know that kind of stuff. I hate their modern art collection. I know. Like I walk through. But you it hate like anybody's modern art. collection. I hate everybody's modern art collection. I hate modern art. It looks like kindergarten. Everybody. <laughs> Is five. It just isn't. I don't get it half the time. But they do. They have some nice, uh, and they have a, a great uh, tapestry hall yes. uh, from the Middle Ages, and uh, they have a whole section of American painters. I mean, it's it's just it's a really. I think it's a really solid museum. And they have a Fabergé egg collection. They do. And again, all of that is free. Yeah, it's just you just free. walk in and you go, and they're open every day of the year. So yeah. if you ever find yourself in Richmond with nothing to do, even Christmas Day. Yep. I think we some of our we we went, went one Christmas yeah, afternoon. We, we did go because we hardly we don't. As a fan, like ever since we've, when I was a kid growing up, 
um, our family dinners on Christmas would rotate between my dad's, my aunt and uncle's, or my grandparents. This is all my dad's side of the family. Mm. So there's always some place to go for Christmas dinner. But when we moved out to Oklahoma, we were the family that we had. So we didn't go anywhere. And we already told the Hooter story, so I'm not going to yes. rehash <laughs> that nasty little chest. We'll say that for Christmas But anyway. we never, we, we, you know, our holidays were kind of always insular. But that was cool with me because with Thanksgiving, it was always me cooking for our my little family anyway because my ex-husband was allergic to turkey. Yeah. So we couldn't go anywhere for Thanksgiving because he would get sick and die. So we always stayed home anyway. So we've always had little Thanksgivings and little holidays. So. Exactly. So anyway, so so we, we went to the museum for a little bit and then we went over to this place called The Circuit. Which is a barcade. Yes. Uh, and as you said, the food was, you know, okay. Uh, the kids ate it. We didn't eat yeah, the, the food there. Yeah, they had massive hot dogs that you could make with many different toppings. Um, and then they had three types of quesadillas. And I think they might have had nachos. And then there were, like, chips. So yeah. there wasn't too much. Like I said, bar food. Um, but then what, 30 different beers on tap? 50 50. I think the video had up to 55. Okay. There was not just beers, though. There was wines, sangrias, a bunch of different types of ciders, and just all kinds of beers from everywhere on the planet. Not everywhere on the planet. Everywhere (laughs) in the world. They had the alcohol, too. They had the ABV, and then they had the I. IBU. IBU, which was the, we couldn't figure it out in Asimov. It was the International Bitterness Unit, yeah, which was cool to know because I don't like really like the hoppy bitter right. beers, and we couldn't figure it out because first we thought it was something like that, but but yeah, all kinds of really cool dark white light sour sweet, really interesting. I had a berry beer actually that was actually really good. But the neatest thing was so you go in, you show your ID, they give you a little plastic card, and you're running a tab against a credit card that you've set up with the people at the bar mm-hmm. at the, when you check in. And what you do is you put this little card in the slot of the of the where you want to get the your beer alcohol, yeah. and you just start. You get as much or as little as you want because you're paying. For and it's the like ounce. a gas pump. It just it just adds yeah, it up. Stop when you stop. And if you'd like, it, you take a little bit of something. If you don't like it, you rinse your glass out and go try something else. So that part was really neat. Yeah, it was. And we ended up, you know, not drinking. It wasn't too expensive for both of us to to drink. We both sampled. I think I sampled probably five or six different beers and ciders. Yeah, I don't know. I think probably it was about this, about the same. And then we, um, the games, there was tons of uh, pinball machines and arcade games. They had skee-ball and basketball. They had mm-hmm. a four-person Pac-Man. That man would I know never that ta- get it. It was like the tabletop version, yeah, and it was always, always, there was always somebody there. Yeah, I was like, I want to play that. But the cool thing was, is a lot of times when you go to an arcade anymore... The games are twenty five, no, fifty cents to a dollar. It's two, which is crazy because it was a quarter back in the day, right? But it was but two in in a lot of arcades. It's two, two to, to four, four tokens. Yeah. But now each game was only one to three. So yeah, and most of the arcade games are actually just one because I rocked out on Dig Dug and Galaga, and those were only a token. So that I was really was like old school. Working the bumpers and skee ball, and I got past <laughs> like three hundred points. And somebody saw me do it, and he said, "What are you doing?" I'm like. You got to use the bumpers. And I was like, ping, 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 50, three times in a row. <laughs> and I was like, yes, the Jersey girl is back in skee-ball. The only thing that disappointed me about the skee-ball is that you didn't get tickets. Well, they didn't have tickets for anything. I know. But I think that they should give you skee-ball tickets. And then when you get so many tickets, you get like 10% off your next 
your your order or something like that. Well, they do have a league, so maybe we. They should, have a I ski mean, ball league. I know it is kind of far, and we should see how often they meet. But if they had a league, maybe you get some sort of you know. Maybe so. I'd join the league going. just for the T-shirt. Um, right. Yeah, their fall league just wrapped up, so I don't know. Maybe their spring league starting in the uh, in a few months, but uh, but we'll definitely be back. That was a really cool place. But that was called the Circuit, mm-hmm. and a uh, really neat place. But like, and, said, and right across the street from uh, was it Strangeways Brewing? Yeah, uh, they had a brew pub there, and down the road. Uh, from a fantastic uh, Chinese restaurant in Richmond called Fat Dragon, which unfortunately was closed. Right, because um, we, we wanted to do something for lunch because we needed to be home before dark. Before dark, because, because all of our chickens are still alive. Yes, all of our new girls are still alive. <laughs> so we have Ginger and Rosie and the four Reginas, or the four Reggies. Those are the rural, Those are the rustic, rustic ramblers. ramblers. And so we can tell Ginger and Rosie Rural apart because rivers. Ginger has a bunch of ginger colors. Yeah, we said feathers. this last week. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, and then we've just and then the other two are just Dominique and Dominique because they're the Dominiques. Yeah, but they so are also alive. And uh, the Dominiques have actually laid a couple of eggs, uh, really, really, really tiny. Yeah, I think they call like them fairy legs. farts. <laughs> When we call we call them fairy you farts ate them. in the egg. I did. I had a you little tiny. <laughs> I had a fairy fart egg sandwich with uh, sharp cheddar cheese. That's my if. And I've run out of my homemade tomato jam. I, I didn't know. can that much because I was thinking, tomato jam really. But it's good. Oh, it is like if you can. It's a ball recipe. So just look in one of the ball canning books. So it was just red tomato jam. So it's got like the sweet but the savory component. But if you put it on white toast with sharp cheddar cheese and fried eggs, it's like the best breakfast sandwich. Yeah, it really is. So the only the only thing I've had this week that's been nice is that the last couple of green tomatoes that we pulled off right before the really big frost, they were all those big uh, heirloom mm-hmm. genuines, mm-hmm. which are a beefsteak. Mm-hmm. I've been able to slice them up and have a fried egg and tomato sandwich nice. with sharp cheddar cheese. Almost so into December. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. And I you mean, do have a lot of frozen tomatoes in the freezer that you could use to... I put all of my paste tomatoes just... I set them individually quick frozen. I put them on trays and I put them in Ziploc bags. So when, when I make sauce, sometimes I'll just pull out the... I pulled out frozen tomatoes one night put in some frozen paste that I had, um, some chopped up onions and some garlic, and I put it in my Instapot for 30 minutes, and it totally broke everything down, so we ended up with a quick sauce. Oh, the only okay. problem is, is that that has a lot of skin, because yeah. these all still have skins. Right. So the plan was is that one day, probably over Christmas break, um, when I have some time, I'm just going to let them defrost, skin them, and either make sauce or just can whole tomatoes. But I do. I have bags of... A gallon bags of tomatoes <laughs> squirreled all over freezers. <laughs> we finally uh, did uh, uh, take down the dead tomato plants uh, from our front garden well, this the, past weekend. Everything we is were just left out. basically with the spines because yeah. the goats ate all the leaves and anything edible off of them. Right. We really didn't have much to deal with except for the string. Yeah. And I pulled all the, From the Florida fences that we used. Yeah, because yeah, because we use jute twines, and mm-hmm. we use it because it's it can, it can go into the yeah, everything um, went into the compost pile, pile yeah. you know. Uh, so that's good, but uh, but yeah, so we we slowly are you know dismantling the garden, getting everything ready for 
uh, next year and thinking of our plans, what we're going to do. We were we, we went ahead, though, um, all those eggshells that we've been saving, we crushed up. We went and got a big, hearty dose of eggshells to all of those beds because of the blossom end rot that we had with the tomatoes last year. Right. So this will have a chance to break down over the winter. And, and then we'll have a nice calcium and into the soil. calcium into the beds. Come spring, we'll add some more nutrients, maybe some more um, compost and peat moss. Give it a nice big mixy mix, and we'll be able to start all over again. Um, I even, I'm even recycling the chicken wire that I wrapped the bottoms to keep the chickens and the cats out. Good, yeah. There's no reason the, not to. Well, the goats kind of squished it down, so mm-hmm. I had to. I was looking like a crazy old person. Like <laughs> I was like doing calisthenics with nothing because you can't really see the chicken wire, but I was trying to stretch it straight. Yeah. But we've got. Four nice folded pieces right next to the greenhouse. So we'll be ready for next year. So or five. Yep. Five. Yeah. Yeah. So it's uh, so the, the 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 farm is basically now in winter mode. Yeah. Um, for the most part, but uh, in the kitchen, Miss E is uh, definitely uh, switching over to Thanksgiving mode. You went to the store today and you got all of your fixins and all well, of I your accoutrements, right? The fresh produce and stuff that I needed. I got a turkey the last time I went and the bread cubes, the bread cubes, because they always seem to go and I can never remember where they have the, them in the right time of year. Mm-hmm. Like there's a place for them always in the store, but they're always in a weird spot in every grocery store. Yeah. But, and then, yeah. So I got everything we needed today as far as fresh produce. We've got to, brine the turkey and the turkey breast tomorrow but i'm gonna just put them in one big container to brine them yeah we have one of these moments where our uh a 19 year old son who's uh, you know got a serious girlfriend who's home from college uh for thanksgiving we're talking tonight about you know okay well you're you're gonna eat here right oh yeah we're gonna eat here are you gonna eat over there too I'm probably going to eat over there, too. I invited her brothers and sisters. Brother over and for, sister. Brother and sister over for, over for dinner. Yeah. Uh, and I'm kind of like, I mean, it's only two more people, and it's really small, and you always make way too much food anyway. But, but still. But still, I'm like, okay, well, could you let us know if it's going to happen, or is it just going to be like one of those game-time decisions? Well, I was because, yeah, because I was just thinking about making the one pie, but now I'm just going to make Now you're going to make two. Make and, an apple and, and you, a pumpkin. And you were going to just make the turkey, but I think now we're going to do the turkey and a, a smoked turkey breast. Well, I have that breast that I got from a trade from Val, because uh, when I made her granddaughter that... Uh, twisted Kraken hat mm-hmm. is a unicorn. Mm-hmm. She, I mailed it to Japan for her granddaughter, and she brought over two big. She had butchered a couple of turkeys, so she brought over me two big breasts, and we've already smoked one. Yeah, and so if I'm, I'm going to go ahead and brine and and um, brine and smoke the breast, and I got some apple and hickory because I like the sweetness of the apple with the with the turkey because it doesn't really need a lot of heavy smoke but i like the hickory because it gives that little sort of a bacony bite Mm -hmm. so to me it's like two parts apple with one part hickory yeah the apple gives a little bit of sweet and then the hickory just gives it you're right a little bit of that smoke yeah um so i'm curious because over the years missy man i make my turkey every which way exactly i was was just always have been trying to find the best way, haven't I? Yes, you have. And we've had everything from turducken. Have you done a fried turkey? You haven't done a fried turkey No, yet. and I actually have a turkey fry set up because I bought it thinking, and I've used it for this very purpose. Um, I use it to uh, pluck chickens because it's a big 
pot that I can put a propane heater underneath and yeah. I can keep the water at the temperature that I need. Yeah. And I've used it when we process chickens, but I actually haven't used it to fry <laughs> turkeys. It scares the crap out of me. And I've always been sort of very attached to stuffing the turkey until recently. So maybe next year we'll have to do a fried one. So what are we doing this year? Uh, so this year, uh, so last year, I think I put the dressing in the slow cooker. I think I want to remember yeah, that I did that. Because the problem did. with the dressing with me, if it's not stuffed in the bird, it has a tendency to get kind of dry. Um, I, see, and so this That's not an issue for me because you just pour gravy over it. Well, I don't like a lot of gravy on my stuffing because I like this flavor of the stuffing. I like okay. stuffing by itself. So okay. when it's too dry to me, I don't like the crumble. Okay. I want it to be like a moisture. You like the moist in the not bird like, stuffed. Not yeah, I like the I like in the bird stuffing, so I could never recreate that when I would not when I because you put enough you you know the stuffing I make is enough for like stuffing four birds, so you put some in the turkey and then you roast the rest and then you end up with the like crunchy bits and the hard and then Which it dries. I don't, I don't mind anyway. Um, but what this, did you think of the stuffing in the slow cooker last year? I liked it. I was thinking I was gonna do go ahead and do that again this year, but then that's just like another thing. But I thought instead. Because I use butter, a lot of butter, and chicken broth uh-huh. when I make the stuffing, when I have to bake it separately to add all that moisture that I'm going to lose right. by not stuffing it in the turkey. So what I'm going to do is, and I'm, and I'm of two minds right now, Julia Child has a, Julia Child. a, I think rest, a method in her The Way to Cook, which mm. is one of the very first big cook, important cookbooks I ever bought. And it's a it's called laid back turkey, and it's a partially deboned entire turkey, kind of spatchcocked. So it's cut like it's spatchcocked, but it's deboned except for the wings and the legs. Okay. And then it's roasted, it's broiled meat side up for a couple of minutes, and then it's turned over and it's roasted on top of a bed of stuffing. Oh. So guess what we're doing this year? Okay, we're gonna have laid back turkey. <laughs> we're either that. I'm gonna try. I'm, I've already deboned a. I've, I've deboned a turkey twice for the turduckins I've made because yeah. I've done two turduckins, so I can totally debone a turkey. So I'm thinking, I like that idea because then it's gonna roast and it's gonna be completely one just nice piece of meat. Mm-hmm. But then we're gonna be able to cut through and you can get slices of turkey and slices of stuffing if you want. It's yeah, gonna be right underneath it. Right, and, and then the, all and that the stuffing, moisture. Exactly. Yeah, so be I'm nice gonna moist. less fat so i'm not going to be putting butter and additional so i'll be taking out salt and i'll be taking out fat by not adding the the chicken broth and the butter to the stuffing because i'm just going to leave it with the the juices that we get from the actual turkey itself okay and then if we need to we can sprinkle some chicken broth on over if it's still not dark it's not you know enough yeah okay so i'm going to just run down a checklist of some of my other favorite thanksgiving dishes just to make sure that it's going to be on the table okay um Sweet potato casserole. Yes. With the brown sugar crumble on Yeah, top. so um, most people, when they think of sweet potato casserole, they think of sweet potatoes with marshmallows on top, and that's nope. not our sweet potato nope, casserole. Nope. Our sweet potato it's casserole... Like brown sugar and walnut? It's right? a kind of like a mashed sweet potato with some cream and some butter and brown sugar, mm-hmm. and then you put over a... A crumble of uh, brown sugar, pecans, pecans, and butter. So it's like a strusel oh, yeah. crumble topping, oh, and it's so baked. Good. Um, I got that, that from my Aunt Ruth Allen. That's dessert in the main course. Uh, we are going to have stuffing, as you said. Well, yeah. Parker House rolls. 
Yeah, they're. I think they're my new kind of favorite. I used to always make croissants, mm-hmm. and I actually. Oh wait! Just had a light bulb. <laughs> my, well, part of the reason I haven't made them in years what, is croissants? because. Yeah, it's because of the time, and you want to bake them, and they take but a long time to bake. But ovens. now I have a double oven, and I can totally bake croissants. Oh. But there's so much more work. And I really like the Parker House rolls after too. because they're like little fold-over mm-hmm. sandwich things that you just shove full of mm-hmm. sausage and stuffing and mm-hmm. cranberry sauce. Yeah. So I'm thinking maybe Parker House rolls. Okay. Because they're also buttery and delicious. I, mean, I like. I, I, listen, I, I would never say no to a croissant, but I like the Parker House rolls. Yeah. They're 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 hearty and because they come from the Parker House in Boston, to me, they always like scream Puritan Thanksgiving, you yeah. know, because it's just from that that at least geographic, certainly not the same time period, but no, at least the same geographic, so. lo- general geographic location. And I have it's funny because the recipe I have is I ripped out of a magazine a gazillion years ago, and the thing is so dog-eared that I probably should go ahead and try to put it in plastic so I don't keep beating it up, <laughs> but. It's a very good recipe, but a very good second is the Joy of Cooking Sparking House Roll recipe is pretty similar. Okay. All right. We're going to pause for just one moment here as our uh, 19-year-old son comes to the door to ask us something that I'm sure is going to either involve us spending money or... Uh, oh, it might just be friends thing. <laughs> probably. All right. Well, that actually didn't cost us any money. Um, all right. So back to the... Uh, side dishes. Um, We've decided yes on the Parker House rolls. Yes on the Parker House rolls. Cranberry sauce. Always with the cranberry sauce. So then this is homemade. Um, It used to be that the youngest kid in the family would make the cranberry sauce, but our two youngest are totally not into cooking at all. So I'll make it this year if you want. They're going to just go ahead and starve to death when they move out. (laughs) Um, Actually, the the, the homeschooled one is actually learning how the lunches he likes. So he's at least a step above the other one. Um, but yes, it's whole cranberries, sugar, orange juice, whole fresh ginger, yada yada. It's awesome. But it's the whole berry cranberry sauce, yeah. homemade. We don't do the canned jelly. I love the canned jelly. Right. I would eat that canned jelly stuff with a spoon. Mm-hmm. But I just happen to like the whole berry homemade stuff. Um, mashed potatoes. Always. And, and yeah. gravy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's that's all I need right there. That's that's. And then there will be green beans. Which I don't need. Um, but I will eat. And I bought... I, I bought some, but I, I may not make them because it was just like a steam-in bag of baby Brussels sprouts. And yeah, so maybe we'll have those. And uh, I also always, ever since I was a little kid, the thing I would make at home and the thing I like to still do is I make glazed carrots. And so they're like a honey brown sugar butter glazed carrot dish. And I'm sure as far as cooked carrots go, they're delicious. And I'll, I'll try some, but... But you're not a cooked carrot kind of guy. I am not a cooked carrot kind of guy. No, which is funny. So when we get those, uh, the Normandy mix vegetables, mm-hmm. and you guys know what we're talking about. It's like the um, broccoli, cauliflower, cauliflower squash, squash carrot, carrot, yeah. carrot coins. Every single time I make that, <laughs> I I know I don't. He doesn't not eat his carrots because I don't give him the same number of carrots that I give everybody else because I know he doesn't like cooked carrots, but I know he has to eat some cooked carrots, so I give him a little bit of cooked carrots. So it was really it was terribly apparent the other night when we had dinner <laughs> because we sat down and my plate was carrots <laughs> with a little bit of with cauliflower, a, like maybe a piece of broccoli <laughs> and a tiny piece of cauliflower, and then he got everything else. So he was like. 
Aww. So th- this is the, these are the things that you do for your spouse when right. you make dinner, though. You make them eat vegetables, but you make them eat the vegetables that they don't hate. Yes. So, and then you when you look and you see that your wife is eating all of the carrots and <laughs> you only had to have a few, then you know that's true love, right? Yeah. Yeah. True love. So, uh, okay. So those are the side dishes. What about desserts? Because you do have a tendency... To go a little dessert happy. I think last year you made, what, four pies? I know, and we for had like five, five people. people. <laughs> I, was, I totally, so, all right, so I only bought the little can of pumpkin. Okay. So that means one pie. Okay. But I also have, I don't know what, 18 quarts of canned apple slices and apple, 12 quarts of applesauce. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, I was kind of torn between uh, like an old-fashioned apple cake so it's got chopped apples in the cake, and the cake's kind of made in little thin layers, and then it's layered with applesauce. That's a very old-fashioned wedding cake that people would, everybody oh, okay. would bring a layer to a wedding, and then they would throw the applesauce, and everybody would stack it. And so that would hmm. be kind of, it was a very, it's, Google it. Um, but anyway, but I was thinking that was like a spicy cake kind of thing. Yeah. Um, or just apple pie. I, ever since the dentist asked me, so I had to go, I got my teeth cleaned this week. Mm-hmm. Also, I have to go back and get a, a fun size Snickers are no joke, man. They will break your teeth. <laughs> um, I, I had, they found it. They saw it. Yeah. Uh, and it's, thankfully, there's not like a big. Half of one of your molars came off, basically. No, no, no. Yeah, it's not a, a molar. It's, oh, it's no. this tooth, which is number your 13. Incisor? No. Uh, I don't know. It's not, I don't. I have. I'm missing a bicuspid because they got removed when I had braces when I was 12. Uh-huh. And I whatever. It's two thirteen. So if you guys go to the dentist <laughs> okay. and you know your numbers, it's up there. It's number thirteen. It the between thirteen and eleven because they pulled twelve. Uh, thirteen got a weird. The inside a piece fell out. It was the weirdest thing, and it wasn't like I ever had a filling there. Like lit legit, a piece of my tooth broke, and he, I just had X-rays when I went. Six, four months. I go every four months because mm-hmm. of the chemo. That is messing up my teeth, man. It's making them like I used to have teeth like rocks yeah. when I was a kid. I could open up a beer bottle with my <laughs> mouth, and I wouldn't even really worry about my teeth that bad. But man, not anymore. They're just all falling apart. So yeah, no, no, uh, no, no opening beer bottles with your <laughs> no, teeth. No, no, no. Not that I do that anymore. Anyway, but just uh, anyway, so anyway. So- ever since the dentist asked me what my favorite dessert was for Thanksgiving. I have been fixated on this, so I, I'm I'm just gonna go ahead and bake a gingerbread cake. Okay. Old, I just like the old-fashioned, dense, plain old gingerbread cake with a big old scoop of whipped cream on it. It's one of my favorites. Nobody ever makes it anymore, and I'm I, I gotta check. I'm pretty sure I almost always have molasses because that's in it, and it's mm-hmm. just. But yeah, I, I just I'm, I think I'm I'll just make a little one. I don't need a big one. I just, but I think I want gingerbread cake because it's okay. either that or like mincemeat pie, and mm. I don't need mincemeat pie. <laughs> maybe I will for, eat a whole. Maybe for pie. Christmas we can do mincemeat yeah, pie. I think for Christmas we'll have more people to eat it. <laughs> All right. Well, that sounds good, uh, and I can have a bit of the pumpkin pie because the gingerbread cake sounds like you would An really apple enjoy pie. it. There's also going to be apple pie. Oh, so now we're doing three. No, no, no. Because if we have extra people, I have to make two pies. So gingerbread cake is for me. Mm -hmm. Nobody else has to eat it. I can actually just cut it into squares and freeze them, Uh vacuum seal them all separately, and then as I want gingerbread, I can just grab a piece because it's, you know, 
Ginger's good for yeah, me. Yeah, it is good for you. It's good for your digestion. It's good to help some nausea. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Anyway. All right. Well, that sounds like it's going to be a, a delicious and wonderful Thanksgiving dinner. It is. So tomorrow I got to set up the brine, start the turkeys of brining, and um, probably do some baking. It is uh, It is going to be a, a, a small uh, Thanksgiving dinner for us, just the uh, the nuclear family. Uh, and maybe again a couple of random kids uh, yeah. showing up, <laughs> but I would love to hear what uh, what your Thanksgiving experience is like. You can send us an email fool at gmail dot com uh, and tell us about your ginormous family gatherings or hanging out with you and friends or like the friendsgivings that yeah we do now right exactly. I think that's what our I think uh, actually I think kid two. Is gotten the opportunity to get paid double time to work Thanksgiving. Nice. And I think uh, kid one may have no option if the restaurant's open because she'll be needing to bake the the desserts for the restaurant because yeah. that's her job. Uh, but I don't know if they're going to be open, so I don't know what her thing is about that. But they both have to work the day after anyway because my, my dad already checked in with them because he's going to be in Texas this year. Mm-hmm. He's already there. He called earlier. And he's having 40 people. Wow. And uh, my stepmother has already made two big pans of cornbread dressing, mm-hmm. uh, which is not stuffing, um, <laughs> and it's different. And, it is. Uh, they're doing a deep-fried turkey, and I think a stuffed turkey, but they're also doing a, a smoked prime rib roast that his... Uh, his wife's son has been practicing smoking, so he's going to be smoking some prime rib. I'm glad he's been practicing because, man, I'd be the—I'd hate to be the one who messed up on the smoked prime rib because one year, um, somebody in my family decided that they were going to—they uh, were going to cook a filet mignon on the grill, and I tried to explain the difference in the dry hot heat being more like a convection oven in the grill and you would have to adjust your cooking time mm-hmm. and we did not have a nice medium oh roast. no oh no we oh. Did not. so yeah you got to practice on that or <laughs> you got to listen to people who know how to cook or if you don't believe them then go ahead and do some research yourself but yeah yeah or suffer the consequences or suffer the consequences nobody likes dry meat on thanksgiving overcooked Filet mignon. Oh. Roast. Uh, yeah. What a waste. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Well. Anyway, so there I, we go. I am thankful that uh, I am married to a wonderful cook, and I don't have to worry about that. For I can smoke. Dinner. I can fry. I can grill. I'm pretty comfortable with preparing my proteins. Yes, you are. Yes, I am. Yes, you are. <laughs> Uh, before we get to a, a couple of quick emails, do you want to do the uh, standard sappy? What are you thankful for uh, this well, Thanksgiving? Actually, I'm I'm um, I'm thankful that I do not, for the first time since 2015, have to feel sick on Thanksgiving during the holiday season. Yeah, like I got a total break through the whole thing. I get to eat, drink, and be merry, and do whatever the bleep I want. Uh, since the last CT scan was October the 23rd, and we're going to do a three-month out, that's probably the end of January. So it's not like I'm not doing something. Right. Like we're going to, I'm meeting up with my oncologist, but I'm thankful that I'm alive, and I don't feel like expletive deleted, uh, so that I can actually cook and enjoy and taste my food. Do you know how hard it is to cook 
when you can't taste the stuff sometimes. Yeah, like, I know. How many years, like, when I've been cooking and I've been sick, yeah. I've had to get a taste this. I can't tell that it's got yeah. enough salt. I can't tell if it's got the seasoning right. It's been so, it's, you know, yes. I shouldn't be too terribly frustrated that I still was able to cook even though I was sick. But you people just don't know me. So just, I will, I, my, my. Oh, they know you a little bit. My, <laughs> my unhealthy butt was having pajamas cooking Thanksgiving dinner and getting yelled at the kids to get them to come in and taste things for me. So I didn't kill people with salt. Um, and pepper. I didn't realize yes. you didn't like black pepper until this year. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's not quite it's, as much of it. Yeah, but it, yeah, not a lot of it. But only in like pepper gravy. But yeah, yeah. So this year it's nice. I can taste things. I can enjoy things. We have uh, when we met up with our friends, we talked about this. We mm-hmm. went up uh, to a, a winery. I splurged. This woman. Oh, I told her what I liked. Yeah, and she had me taste this wine, and I went. Oh my! And it was kind of a little expensive, but I was just like, "I'm gonna buy it," and I saved it for Thanksgiving. Okay. And so we've got this really yummy red, uh, and I don't really care what y'all people say about not drinking red with with chicken, boo, turkey, whatever. There's sausage and bacon <laughs> in my stuffing. I'll drink whatever wine I want with my food. Um, but yeah, so we're gonna be we're gonna have a really really nice Thanksgiving dinner. But I'm thankful that this year that I can taste all the good things. I like it. Cheers to that. Cheers to that is right. Chink. What are you thankful for? Um, I am thankful that you are here. To, yeah, that'd be nice. Right? That's the first <laughs> thing. And that and that you do get to enjoy the holidays feeling good. Uh, I am thankful that my stretch of unemployment earlier this year was brief. Yes. Uh, and that uh, I am able to continue providing for my family. Oh, I'm thankful I still have a job for health insurance. I, yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm thankful that while we're not all going to be able to be together as a family this Thanksgiving, that all of my children are doing well. Yes. Um, and that uh, they, they can't come home because they are working and productive. And, and being busy. Yep. And being busy. Living their um, lives. So, I mean, there's a lot to be thankful for. Yeah. Uh, and I am thankful uh, for everybody who is listening to this podcast, who are our friends and have, you know, become this community of support for us. Um, I'm thankful yeah. that we have it. And think of us and pray for us. And you know, we're really, really we're really, really thankful and grateful for all the people that have been sending us good thoughts and prayers and little presents. You guys, stop already. You make me feel so... I'm doing it again. You make me all verklempt. Speaking, speaking of, by the way, Erin uh, Paulette oh, I said from you know. Operation Blazing Sword, her mom uh, knitted Miss E this beautiful... Yeah, prayer it's really, shawl. really pretty. Absolutely it's like beautiful. Crazy, fun, happy colors. And there was this whole... Um, um, it was a basket weave pattern, but there was a description of the stitches and how it led to the scriptural quotes. And you know mm-hmm. how really good I am with that stuff. So, But I kept it. It was... Uh, uh, but... Um, but it was, it's like I said, it's really pretty. So the, we, we opened it up, and it was the night that we were supposed to be able to see uh, meteor showers. The unicorn showers. meteor shower, yeah. So I just, I was I wrapped it up around me already and, and tucked it in. So it was already got to feel all the love. So that's the first thing I wrote back. I was like, thank you so much. I bundled it up, and I, I was snuggling in. We were watching uh, um, shooting stars, and we got three. So hopefully I get a wish between the prayers and the wishes. 
maybe all this is going to be better. Yeah, there was. Uh, yeah, so we we did. Uh, we'll end on that note. The uh, the meteor shower um, supposed to be like four hundred meteors an hour, and it was you know really low on the horizon, but we could see it from our house, except for the fact that it was cloudy. It was cloudy, but and the clouds kept coming in and going out. Right. And- so we, we, we missed, you know, a lot. A we saw lot. three. We did see three, kind including of. one like big fireball. One was such a bright one that I thought it was a shot of lightning, but yeah. you were like, no, 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 that was one of them. So I didn't actually see see that one. Like on the way home from um, Stranger Sings, mm-hmm. I actually saw a shooting star. The wish is specific, so I got to, like, you know, pay yeah. attention and right. act on it at the right time, but. Yeah, I made a wish on that shooting star. But yeah. these three, I didn't actually... It was sort of like they were Out of like on the, the corner out, of your eye. corners of them. I could see the movement, but I couldn't... But this one I saw, it was like, I'm looking out the front window. I was like, <laughs> I just I didn't have a look. I was even... I was like driving a passenger car. Look at that. I was, yeah, so... But this time, now. Well, I saw wish. enough to make, to make three wishes. Yep. So, so we got three wishes going. Exactly. So. Uh, our wish for you is that you have a wonderful Thanksgiving holiday with family and friends. And that you wear have safe adjust- travels. Wear adjustable pants... Yes. Set your scales back 15 pounds. <laughs> just, just go ahead and do it. If you can figure out a way to do it. I don't know. Everybody's been sending that around like it's a thing. Like, I don't think you can do that. I don't think so. It'd be great if you could. Eat what you like. Take little bites. You know, enjoy everything. Yeah, be, be safe. Have fun. Live a little, learn a lot. Take small bites. And make something. And we'll talk to you soon with another edition of 40 Acres and a Fool here on Blaze Podcast Network. Acres and a Fool with Cam Edwards on the Blaze Radio Network.